Oh my God, I'm chilling. What happened? Oh my God. Oh, I just can't. What? Hey everyone, what up? Reb here. Rachel here. Um, I, I didn't give myself a nickname. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, we have some Patreons. Or we have oh, patrons. Wow. I can't. I always say Patreons. We have patrons. That, that website's really screwing it up. Screwing up my grammar. I know. Um, first, Mary Lily, you have an $8, $8 level. Comes with a custom shout out. So this won't count as it. But I'm going to do a personalized one for you. Listeners. Go check oh. out Mimi's Gifting Studio. She curates gifts for any occasion, so you never have to worry about what to get your friend, relative, partner as a present. She also does bridesmaids bundles, groomsmen bundle. She does it all. Oh. It's great oh for guys who suck at getting their wife or girlfriend something, so go tell them to get on it. That is Mimi'sGiftingStudio.com. Her Instagram <laughs> is Mimi's Gifting Studio. Oh my god, that was a really good shout out. I know. Well, Mary Lily, you're she's a friend of mine, and uh, Mary Lily, your eighth hour level does get you a custom shout out, but it's whatever you want it to be. I just did that one on my own free will because why the hell not? Yeah, that's a good idea. Hey, I like that. Oh, no shit, I hate getting presents for people. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. So there you go, people. Go check her out. She's based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, but everything's on the website. So y'all go check her out. And then Raquel, God, this oh broad, she is a hustler. We went to oh lunch with her a few weeks ago. And damn, she has quite the story, but she brought sugar waxing to Atlanta. So Atlanta people, go to Sweet Peach, get your vagina, brows, lips, whatever, waxed. And she's Brazilian, so she knows what's up. She knows what's up. Yeah, we had lunch with her two weeks ago, maybe three. Can't remember. Um, yeah, she's a hustler. Badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that broad. What up, Raquel? What up, Mary Lily? Thanks. And then I'm going through Patreons. And I we've shouted out Jennifer already, my sister-in-law, I think. I'm like seeing this list. I, don't I, know, I know we got a big chunk at the same time. So I can't remember if we did, but if not, just in case, or I'm, or you're getting two, Jen, because, hey, love you. Hey, Jen. She's my sister-in-law, y'all. Well, you just got back from skiing. How was it? Oh, my God. It was so fun. Um, this is Rachel. I just got back from Deer Valley. We went skiing with our friends, and it was so fun. It was during Sundance. The mm-hmm. only real celeb, real celeb, real celeb sighting I saw was Danielle from Summer House. That is not a real. <laughs> but we I saw her it. take a really douchey picture that later ended up on our Instagram. I sent it to Rebecca and I said, I watched her take this. I know. So she's not dating that guy anymore. Uh, no. I was like, what happened to the chef? But, he lives in Charleston now. Oh, he does? I think. I mean, mm-hmm. unless this guy was just her friend. I didn't see him like making out. Mm. He just did a douchey pose in that picture. And I was like, don't post that. And then, then she posted it. And she, you know? she went against what you advised. So <laughs> stupid. Um, and then at that same hotel, I didn't see him. He had just left, I think, was the story. We were having drinks after dinner. And they're like, oh, well, Robert Redford was here, was just here. I think earlier that day, I didn't see him. 
but I was really hoping to get some juicy scoop on Natalie Wood, but I guess the waiter didn't ask him about that. I was about to say, oh, had you seen him, you would have gone up and asked him about Natalie Wood? Oh my God, I had it all planned out. I would have said, hey, are we going to get a deathbed confession about Natalie Wood, or are you going to take it to the grave with you? (laughs) What if you were like, no, 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 I'll confess on my deathbed. All right. And then I would have been like- sold it to TMZ. Patiently waiting. Just kidding. Put a little arsenic in his cocktail. Well, that's the thing. With the, it can't be an instant death. Oh, that's right. I, I was like, I don't think poison is instant. It can't be. We we would have need an opportunity for an actual deathbed. Yeah. So can't be an accident. Can't be. You know. But he is real old. I don't even think I would have recognized him to be honest, because he's so old. Yeah. He's probably real like, hot. Yeah. In his heyday. But in his heyday. He, yeah. He probably would be like who. <laughs> I don't think he's senile. Oh, we don't know. Just think he knows a little bit more about that than he's letting on. Well, sure. So does John you... Voight. No. <laughs> is it not John? It's not John Voight. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. <laughs> they look alike. <laughs> no. <sighs> Whatever. Oh, God, that's good. But yeah, so... Didn't see them. Then I'm in a million other celebs, I'm sure, were there, but didn't see them either. That you know of. That I know of. Probably all bundled up. That's true. But skiing was real fun. Real, real fun. Nothing cuter than kids skiing. I can't. All right. Tell me a story, damn it. Okay. This is Rachel. My turn. I don't think you know this one. We'll see. Okay. My, I will actually. I think we mentioned this in one of the last recordings, but I came across a story on Reddit and I was like, oh, that's really interesting, Dibs. And the same day, someone messaged us on Instagram with a completely different article than I saw and was like, this is crazy. Did I already say that? Yeah, you said that the last one, but that's okay. But I remember the um, name. What's her name? Just say it. Nicole Vandenherk. It's very similar to Nicole Vander Hayden, which is who I did. Oh, um, yeah. epi- which is so weird that there's two of them. She went by Nikki, so it's Nikki Vander Hayden. But my God, I do not Dutch. know this. The Dutch. It's the Dutch man. Um, well, I'll tell you all about it. It's not that one. I, when I first told Rebecca which one I was going to do or which one I was calling Dibs on, she was like, I already did that one. Like yeah. as if I just totally forgot. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> no. how annoying that would be? Yeah, there were only 30 episodes in and you're like, you did? Like when? (laughs) Uh, Sources. Bugspace, original.newsbreak.com, a YouTube channel called Sin and Tonic, Wikipedia, boredomtherapy.com, yourtango.com. I've heard only like one of those websites. And nltimes.com. I mean, that's Dutch. I mean, that's a Netherlands publication. You've heard of Wikipedia, I bet. <laughs> yep. But other than that, you said a whole lot of sources that I don't know about. I know. Okay. So Nicole Vandenherk was born on July 4th, 1980. For those of you that don't know, that's an American holiday. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my God. Everyone's insulted. I know. We have some international listeners. No, I know. I know. So she was born 4th of July, 1980, in Germany to a single mom named Angelica. Right after she was born, her mom met and started dating a man named Ad Vandenherk. Ad, A-D. Mm-hmm. 
Ad was a Dutch singer and songwriter who I think was relatively successful in the music industry. He also had a son named Andy who was five years older than Nicole, and the two were really close. After two years of dating, Ad and Angelica got married and the family moved to the Netherlands. Ad raised Nicole as if she was his own, and her biological father wasn't involved at all because it turned out that he was a married man like in their neighborhood. So he like found out about Nicole and was like, Okay, great. See ya. Never contact me again, pretty much. Which is sad. Oh, that is sad. So Ad pretty much took over for him. He never officially adopted her, but they changed her last name to Vanden Herc. Like, it, Ad was her dad. Yeah. Unfortunately, in 1989, when Nicole was nine years old, Angelica and Ad got divorced. Mm. And because this is crazy. Because Angelica had a lot of mental health issues, she was deemed unfit to raise a child. So Ad actually got custody of her. Wait, mm, beep, which is beep, so beep. unusual. That is really unusual. Never adopted her. I couldn't find anywhere that he officially adopted her. So it's a stranger taking custody. Not, I mean, in the eyes of court, pretty much. No blood, no blood relation, nothing. Right. Well. I don't know if a big fight was put up. Oh, oh, sad. I, yeah, her home life did not seem great. I don't have like m- many details on that, but it, she had a lot of mental health issues. Oh, yeah. So eventually, Ad remarried a woman named Yolanda, who was also in the music industry. And because of this, Ad and Yolanda were on the road a lot. They're out of town all the time. So Nicole and Andy spent a lot of time at Ad's mom's house in Eindhoven. Eindhoven? Oh, I've been there. No way. No. <laughs> Damn. I was actually going to be excited because if you recognize it, it means I said it right. Oh. oh. Well, unfortunately, I was lying. Well, Eindhoven. Eindhoven. It's a small city in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Uh, but it's very close to where they lived. That's where Ad's mom lived. Nicole and her grandmother were going to refer to her as, I mean, they're pretty much grandmother to Ad's mom. Very, very close. Nicole loved going over there. It was like home for oh, her. Ad's mom? Yeah, oh, it's okay. Ad's mom. Yeah. So I'm calling her her grandmother. I guess technically it's not, but you know. Yeah. In April 1995, when Nicole was 15, her mom, Angelica, took her own life. Oh, I know. They had been estranged, but Nicole was really devastated by this. Yeah. I think she was going to reconcile. Like, she was, like, kind of looking forward to, like, growing up and, like, (gasps) reconciling with her, but never happened. Oh, my God. And she's 15 at this point? Like, you need your mom. Oh, my God. Smack in the middle of puberty. Yeah. So, that's sad. Six months after that, on October 6, 1995, Nicole was again staying at her grandmother's house. She left early in the morning to bike to her job at a nearby shopping center. But as it goes, Uh she never showed up. Her job called her grandmother's house to see if she was there, but her grandmother was like, no, she's supposed to be at work. So they call the cops and immediately start searching. At 6 p.m., they found her bike at the River Dommel, but Nicole was nowhere to be found. Mm. so they're like shit found near a river that's not good what i'm just thinking about how many people ride bikes in the netherlands they're more so than cars i can't how small is this town she wasn't the only one on the road i know that 
Uh, it's actually not that small. I mean, in 1995, obviously it's smaller, but I think today it was 200,000 people. It's oh not my God. that small. It's not a tiny town. And like bikes get the right of way. So I'm like, no, there were a lot of people on the road with bikes. Well, this, it was found on the shore of River Dommel and there's a bunch, there's a lot of forest around it. Uh, so it's, it, it was out of place. Okay. Okay. Um, so they're like, okay, we're going to direct our attention to the river. That's obviously not good. So they're searching the river, um, the forest all around it. They also search local teen hangouts. They find nothing until 11 days later <gasps> on October 19th, Nicole's backpack oh. was found near Eindhoven's canal. Oh, okay. This was about a five minute drive from where her bike was. A five but minute drive? Five, yeah. Five minute drive. Still no Nicole, though. Okay. Her story was blasted all over the news. Investigators opened a tip line. Leads came flooding in. They had over 300 tips. None of them were helpful. Police actually started considering that she may be a runaway. Uh, she they was, always consider that. She's never a runaway. Always consider the runaway thing. She's 15. Her mom just killed herself. No she one's running run away. Well, no, I'm telling you the things to support it. She was having a really uh, hard time. <laughs> I don't, please, there's please nothing, don't try to help me. There, there's nothing you can say to make convince me that anyone's running away from anywhere. I know. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Please. She was having a really hard time with it. So they thought maybe she went back to Germany. Get away from it all. Mm. But now, now I'm back on your team because it's the dumbest theory. Because why would she leave her bike in one place, her backpack in another, and run away with nothing? Right. Like just to just to fuck with people. Like she wasn't mad at everyone else. She was just sad. sad. Like no, yeah, but no, no, no. That's not how it works. So, but obviously that's not what happened. Because on November 22nd, 1995, six weeks after she went missing. Someone was walking on a trail in the woods between the two towns of Mirlo and Lira, which is not too far from her grandmother's house at all. She had been beaten, stabbed, and raped. She had two <gasps> jaw, jaw fractures, severe head trauma, broken ribs, and defensive wounds on her hands. <gasps> oh, 15. I know. Jesus. And aside from Euron Vandersloot, the Dutch are so nice. Oh, yeah. Like, they're so friendly. Again, aside from one evil specimen that somehow got created there. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. His dad was a piece of shit, too, though. So that's that's true. Mm. Genetics, man. Yeah. Just kidding. So, yeah, 15. So sad. The police really didn't have any suspects. And they're really inexperienced with crime like this. The Netherlands in general does not have many murders at all. For reference, in 1995, the homicide rate there was 1.2. In the U.S., it was 8.15. Of course it was. Damn it. It's it's just, there's just not a lot of crime there. I know. They didn't even collect DNA, even knowing she was raped. Mind you, it was 1995, so DNA testing was not what it is today. And I don't even think it was available to them at this time, but still... They should have probably taken it for future needs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Future developments. Mm -hmm. An anonymous man called the police station saying he could identify the murderer and then he immediately hung up. <laughs> the call couldn't be traced because it was too short, but obviously it was being recorded. Oh. So 
they released it to the public, hoping someone would recognize the voice, but no one came forward. Oh, man. Then a woman named Celine Hardugs. Hardugs? Hardugs. Mm-hmm. She was a very good family friend of the Vandenherks. She was arrested in Miami for smuggling heroin. Ooh, that is and she, a hell of a charge. I mean, didn't see it coming. Mm. She told police that she was forced to do it by the man who killed Nicole. <gasps> oh. Police looked into it, could not find one connection between Nicole and the man she named. They determined she was probably just trying to get out of trouble and completely made it up. It was weird. Nothing else came from that. She just made it up. That but she knew them. She knew the actual, she knew the guy she threw under the bus? Oh, yeah. She was charged with smuggling heroin in Miami and said the guy, that guy made her do it. And that was true. That guy was involved in the drug thing, but he had nothing to do with Nicole's murder. He was she in just tr- made that part up. But he was involved in the drug thing. You're going to get got, Celine. Uh, yeah, probably. Golly. Bitches get snitches. <laughs> no, snitches get stitches. Bitches get stitches. That's what I meant. <laughs> Guys, it's Monday you night. It. It's 9 p.m. I'm usually well in, well, I'm usually working on my murder or something, but I'm usually not recording. So my mind's a little slow. Back off. I know it. <laughs> bitches get stitches. <laughs> you, you actually said bitches get snitches. I know, but I meant bitches get stitches, but she is going to get got. Uh, yeah, I don't know what came from Celine. Or came of Celine. Excuse me. The family put up a reward for any information leading to an arrest, but nothing came from that either. Months went by and the case was just getting colder and colder. Everyone in town obviously was freaking out. They thought someone was going around targeting young girls and he was on the loose. And otherwise, their safe little town, they were freaking out. Yeah. Police were getting a ton of pressure to arrest someone. Oh, shit. In the summer of 1996... Mm-hmm. They did that. Uh, any old Joe Schmo walking down the street, huh? Well, they were, they made two arrests. Mm. Nicole's stepbrother, Andy, <gasps> and her d- stepfather, Ad, were <gasps> both arrested in connection to her murder. No, no one's raping. Come on, man. He got custody of her, and he's, she's, he's not even her father. He loves her. Yeah. Please. Mm. Okay. Oh, they didn't reveal... It exactly why no well i'm not done they didn't reveal exactly what led them to the arrest it's speculated it was just a response to public pressure because Mm -hmm. ultimately they did not have enough evidence and the two of them were both released okay after this the detectives assigned to the case slowly started decreasing eventually it was down to four four detectives and it went completely cold they had nothing Even though it was cold, the family never stopped contacting investigators, always pushing them to reopen the case, especially your brother Andy, who asked repeatedly that they look into it. They had buried her at this point, too. They're like, okay, just keep going. Yeah. In 2004, a cold case team opened it back up to no avail. Um, Again, it goes cold. Until 2011, 16 years after Nicole's murder, her stepbrother Andy who was 36 at the time and had moved to England, posted on Facebook, quote, I'll be arrested today at the <gasps> murder of my sister. I confessed we'll get in contact soon. <gasps> Holy shit. He did this on Facebook? Yeah, he did that on Facebook. 
Andy was arrested immediately and extradited back to the Netherlands. Aside from obviously his confession, there was still little evidence, especially since they didn't take DNA before they buried her. Uh, Let's exhume her. So what do you do when you (laughs) get two steps ahead? I was going to say, so what do you do when you have a pre-DNA murder, bury the body, and then thanks to advanced technologies, you can now test for DNA? You exhume her. You exhume the body, which is exactly what they did in September 2011. Mm. Just prior to this, though, Andy retracted his confession. Nope. It's already on Facebook. Facebook official. (laughs) Facebook official. Mm -hmm. There's documents. Mm -hmm. He, He did more than retract it. He implicated someone else. Andy said he was confident that his dad, Ad, was responsible for the rape and murder. He actually believed that Nicole was pregnant as a result of his rape. And because of this, Ad killed her. Oh, my God. Wasn't she raped and killed on the exact same event? Oh, had she been raped yeah, before? He, uh, he's saying that she. Had, this was an ongoing sexual abuse from Ad. Oh, brother. We don't. Are we doing incest? This is not that podcast. I promise newcomers. This is her. Well, okay. It's not proven yet. I'm going to hope Ad didn't do this. Okay. In order to. So Andy oh. told cops that. Ad's not her real father though. Right. Sorry. Exactly. Af- afterthought. Sorry yeah. about that. Okay. They're not. None of them are blood related. In order to get her body exhumed for DNA testing, Andy knew he had to do something to get the case open again. So he falsely <gasps> confessed. He made the whole thing up. The Facebook post was all crap. Doing it on social media was strategic because it blew up and everyone who followed this case went crazy with it. So it got a lot of media attention. That was just his plan the whole time. Andy, you're an angel. Isn't he good? Uh, Is that true? Or that's, yeah. You're you're not going to switch it up and say, just kidding again? Well, Andy's an asshole. We'll see. When... When investigators went to Ad with this revelation, Ad pointed the finger back to Andy, saying he did that, not him, not Ad. Oh, brother. So police were like, okay, y'all keep playing the blame game, and in the meantime, we are going to collect our DNA, and we'll let you know who's the worst. Right. They found DNA from three different males. Two of the samples were distinctive and clear, but one was inconclusive because it it had a complex mix of DNA profiles, and since her body was left exposed to the elements for six weeks, like it was just very contaminated. They couldn't identify it to one person. Mm. So that's that one's unknown. But mm-hmm. two of them are not. The first one is Nicole's boyfriend at the time of the murder. Oh, he okay. was never a suspect, and we don't even know his name because he was a minor at the time. Oh, yeah. Okay. The other one was from a 46-year-old man named Joe Deji. That's just his first name. They don't they don't do last names with um, suspects. Really? Isn't that crazy? That is really weird. The Netherlands, they don't? Yeah. Yeah. They don't they don't do What's his last name? names. Just a G. Starts with a it's J? Like J-O-S-D-E-G. We know J and Dutch is Yo. Yos. I know, yes. but every, every single video I watched said Joe's and I'm just going to call him. Well, I can call him Yos. Whatever. What do you think? Yeah. Gives a shit. Right. Who's that? You ask. Who's that? (laughs) Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. He's a local (laughs) man who had been convicted of three different rapes and had served three years in prison for them. Three years. 
right gets you a year. He was also ordered to go to a treatment facility. The, the Netherlands are very, very much more focused on rehabilitation, not punishment. Mm. I think that's as if, if you're a loyal listener and you've been listening since since the beginning, I think that is a huge waste of resources and money when it comes to crimes against children. Yeah. Rape, murder, any violent crimes like that. Go fuck yourself. We don't need you to be rehabbed. D- rehabilitate the people selling drugs. Who cares? That's that's fixable that's so petty yeah i just don't know how you come back from right like you're something is wrong with that's not that can be fixed yeah rape murder anything against kids which Mm. she was a kid 15 yeah yeah i'm like what a waste just let them rot who cares right rehab the people who can be rehabbed yeah you know Mm mm-hmm you made a real big face when I said that. You were scared. Was I going to offend someone? I don't, I don't know. No. I don't think anyone. I don't, yeah, I don't think anyone will necessarily disagree with that. I don't, I, or please give us one person who has come out on top from a rape, murder, crime against children. I mean, one person who's come out the other side and is yeah. a stand-up, well-respected <laughs> man in the community. Doesn't have to be well-respected. Just actually doesn't do that anymore. Right. Who can actually say, like, oh, I used to do that. I used to love rape. Oh, I used to love raping 15-year-olds. But yeah. now it's out of my system. Sure, sure. Sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. So, Yost, Jost. Which one do I say? Yost. I think. Okay. Yost was arrested, and the trial starts in November 2015. Prosecutors point out that the day of Nicole's murder... Yost and his then-girlfriend had a huge fight. He left her house pissed off. His whereabouts after that were unknown, but he likely saw a very pretty young girl biking to work and did what he had done before, preyed on her. The defense argued that the DNA evidence wasn't reliable because Yost was one of three men whose DNA was in Nicole, and they couldn't prove if Yost's DNA was a result of consensual sex or forced sex. Forced. I'll tell you right now. (laughs) Courts. Yeah. He said he didn't have any contact with Nicole the day she was murdered, but may have had sex with her a few days before. He doesn't remember, but it was consensual. Oh, my God. The trial dragged on for a whole nother year (gasps) because it kept getting suspended and delayed for further investigation. Like a new witness came forward during the trial saying he and Yost were in a mental institution together. And Yost told him that he and Nicole were about to have sex again, consensual. Nicole laughed at the size of his dick, and in a rage, he strangled her. So they suspended it for a few months to investigate if this was true. And, and things like that just kept happening. So they'd be like, hold on, put the, pause, put the trial on pause for a couple of weeks. we got to look into this. Ultimately, they decided that guy was just after the reward money. But I was like, yeah, right. Can you imagine you? actually, like, pointing and laughing at someone's <laughs> That is how you know that's not true. No girl would do that. Uh-uh. No, no way. One. And if I were McCord, babe, okay, fine. Let's drop trial and let's see what it looks like. <laughs> let's see if, we'll see if it's laughable and we'll, we don't even need to investigate it. Drop yeah. it and let's, we'll see if it's laughable. Yeah. Whole court like bursts into laughter. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, we still don't believe that she was going to have consensual sex with you. <laughs> right. But thanks for showing us that. That was hilarious. <laughs> like we needed something lighthearted. <laughs> Yeah. In October 2016, the trial is wrapping up 
and the prosecution was pushing for a 14-year sentence for rape and murder. <gasps> Honestly, what? I don't know why it's so light, but that was that's what they were going for. That was going to be like their win. <gasps> Again, much more focused on rehabilitation than punishment. I think that's for imprisonment, and then he'd have to like spend whatever, however much time in a treatment facility, <laughs> whatever. Is he playing insanity? I don't know how the yeah. nether... Oh, yeah, so ultimately, the jury found Yost guilty of rape, but acquitted him of murder because he was declared legally insane. Ugh. He was sentenced to... Two months. <laughs> you, like, really thought about it. Five years. What? However... Oh, my God. This shit would never fly here. No way. In August 2018, the prosecution appealed the acquittal and the Supreme Court overturned it. Oh, okay. But they did downgrade it from murder to manslaughter. So he was sentenced to 12 years. Why? Why manslaughter? We don't know. I don't know. She's 15 years I old. Think- she had defensive wounds on her hand. She had like broken ribs. She was beaten. Come on. I know, but I think. Get out of here. Because they couldn't prove that was all from him. There were two other oh, right, right. men in the running. Although, if history is any indication but sure oh my god so her brother andy is the only reason nicole's case was solved and his plan worked even though he took a huge risk and after it, he said quote i wanted to get her ex- exhumed and get dna off of her i kind of set myself up and it could have could have gone horribly wrong to get her exhumed i had to put steps in place to get her exhumed i went to the police said i did it she's my sister absolutely i miss her every day oh my god yeah goosebumps that is a real gamble he is ballsy ballsy especially and he had been arrested for years before they like at one point did think he was a suspect so then in an interview after yosa's sentencing andy said that he was relieved he was off the streets and hoped that he and his dad could rebuild the relationship what used to be which used to be really strong but had been strained since all this obviously because they both accused each other of rape and murder right Why did they do that? Something must have been going on a little bit. Oh, why did Andy think that? Yeah. Yeah. Why did he point the finger at Ad and vice versa? But I think Ad just did it because he did it first because Andy did it first. That's what it sounded like to me. Ad was just trying to like get him back and be like, what? No, he did it. You know, I hate to, I hate to like throw rumors into the universe, but there's a, Big there's actually a subreddit on just this case. And there's like a lot of Ad had a reputation of being creepy. He owned a bunch of bars in like a really seedy part of town. Like he's just people didn't like him. That doesn't equate to him raping his daughter. Come on. I know, but I there must have been something more going on uh, there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For um Andy to point blame yeah. blame his dad. Yeah, there must have been something that's not in the public. But yeah. Poor Nicole. I don't know if their reconciliation ever happened because in August 2021, oh. Andy posted on Facebook again, quote, I'm ready to say goodbye. The pills will do the rest. <gasps> what? He Isn't took his own sad? life? He took his own life after years of mental health struggles. And he put that on Facebook too? Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Andy. How old is he at this point? Let's see, that was 2021. He was 36 in 
2011 when he did it. So oh, God. 46. 46. Oh, my God. That is so sad. And that was a suicide note? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Poor guy. And then one unanswered question, which I'm shocked you haven't asked. Oh, uh, I was going to. <laughs> oh, okay, then go ahead. <laughs> Why don't you just see if you know the question and go ahead and ask yourself, was she really pregnant? Oh, no, she wasn't. Right? They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you having me ask it for? It wasn't, I was like, so throughout the trial, I read a lot of it. They I, kept saying. I just they, assumed that was false. The defense kept saying, plus she may have been pregnant. I'm like, wait, why don't we know? Right. This is 2011. Her. Oh, no. It, by the trial started, it was 2015. I'm like, why don't we know? <laughs> yeah, we would know. that. Um, that's false. I think so, too. I wrote on that Reddit subpage, oh, that subreddit. I was like, did we ever find out if she actually was pregnant? Like, where did that come from? But Andy had this inclination, and I don't know why. He didn't He didn't go into it. Hmm. But that is the sad story of Nicole Vandenhurt. And I'm sorry, I think her brother, who was a hero, who really thought his dad, his dad did it, so wanted to get her exhumed so he could test his DNA against hers. Right. And then they could say, like, oh, your dad's DNA is in, in it. Oh, God. I can't believe, well, was it a, I guess it was a closed case before they exhumed her? Because I'm like, surely he could have just, as a family member, requested it. He requested it several times and they said no. Oh, okay. Oh, that's so sad. But God, ballsy. Andy. Mm-hmm. Andy for the win. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Wow. Good one. I'm Thank you. so excited for mine next week. It is a dating app murder. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm it's a cautionary too. tale. <laughs> Rebecca warns me that she had a dating app murder, and she said, come with any questions you have about dating apps. Yep, because Rach has never been on one. I was like, okay, no problem. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Which dating app is it? Tinder. Okay. Mm, yep so so tune in for that people and tune in for that thanks everyone follow us on the social medias patreon come on just join join like a dollar who cares yeah come on make a dream come true what's what's a dollar per month between friends yeah it's 12 bucks a year all right well thanks guys thank y'all bye bye